Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. I am also the host of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Today's podcast is not financial advice. It's not the offer or solicitation of any financial product of any sort, including but not limited to insurance. I'm not affiliated with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the official government agency that governs Medicare. I'm also not endorsing any specific carrier or any specific product, even though I am an expert contributor on a website powered by Humana, one of the nation's largest carriers. We do have clients around the country, and if you have questions, personal ones, on your private financial or Medicare matter, you can send me an email, jae at maximizeyourmedicare.com. With all that good stuff out of the way, we begin in five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year, everybody. It's Jay. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare 2016 edition. I'm also the host of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. It is New Year's Day. I'm releasing this because January 1st through February 14th is a very important period called the Medicare Advantage Disenrollment Period. This period allows you to cancel your Medicare Advantage plan and return to original Medicare, which is Medicare Part A and Part B. It will allow you to separately enroll in a prescription drug plan called Medicare Part D. It's very useful for those of you who are interested in changing from Medicare Advantage to Medigap. That all said, you do need to follow a couple of steps in a particular sequence. Before we get started on all of that, I thought to describe two separate groups of you who do not need to follow the steps in this sequence. The first of you are if you are less than 65 and a half years old, then you are still within the Medigap open enrollment period. This allows you to enroll in any Medigap plan that a carrier will offer at the best possible price. During this period, no medical underwriting questions are asked, meaning that your acceptance is a certainty. What you would do is simply enroll in a Medigap plan with an effective date of February 1st or March 1st, You would then also separately enroll in a Part D plan using the Medicare Advantage Disenrollment Period. It will allow you to select a Medicare Part D plan effective on February 1st or March 1st. That way you would not have a break of any coverage and you would be able to switch into Medigap without restriction. The second group of people are those who are first enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan for the first time, and it's within the first 12 months, you have something called a trial right. During this 12-month period, you have the unrestricted right to cancel your Medicare Advantage plan. You would additionally be able to have guaranteed issue into a subset of Medigap plans. That group of plans are Plan A, Plan B, C, F, K, and L. On those plans, the carriers will be required to accept your application irrespective of your medical condition. 
Let's say you don't fall into one of those two categories. Then here are the steps to follow and the sequence will be important. The first is that you can apply for Medigap, a plan of your choosing, to be effective February 1st or March 1st. Note that if you are not 65 and a half or less, and if you this is not your first time in a Medicare Advantage plan within the first 12 months, then the carrier does have the right to ask medical qualifying questions known as medical underwriting. This process will not happen overnight. Currently, certain carriers are telling people that it can take up to two weeks in order to be accepted for a Medigap application. It's my thought that you would want to know what your answer will be from the Medigap carrier in advance of canceling a Medicare Advantage plan and switching to a Part D plan and Medigap. The reason I advise this is because I don't want people to have no additional health benefits, for example, if they canceled their Medicare Advantage plan and also then did not get accepted into Medigap. That would leave you exposed to out-of-pocket costs if you required medical attention. Now let's presume that you've been accepted in Medigap then the plan is fairly simple. All you need to do is select a Part D plan. When you enroll in a Part D plan, you'll be doing so under a Medicare Advantage disenrollment period. It is one of 12 special enrollment periods. When you get accepted into a Part D plan, you will automatically be ejected from your Medicare Advantage plan because the CMS will not allow you to have two compliant prescription drug benefits plans. It's pretty important that you follow the steps in that order. That way you can avoid having a break in coverage and you will also avoid having double coverage. Unfortunately, there are persons that try to do this by themselves without following my steps here. And what ends up happening is someone gets denied by a Medigap carrier or the Medigap application gets delayed for whatever reason. They then independently cancel their Medicare Advantage plan under the anticipation they were going to get accepted just to find out that they were wrong or what that acceptance was delayed. That produces a gap, and the way that Murphy's Law works, you can fill in the blanks from there. All of this can be reasonably avoided if you first apply to Medigap and get a determination from them. That way you will know where you stand that way you will know whether or not it is safe to enroll in a standalone prescription plan using the Medicare Advantage disenrollment period. The subtle point here is that you may think I'll be able to wait forever or wait till next year or the year after that before switching from Medicare Advantage into Medigap. The problem with that, the challenge that you will face, is the fact that Medigap carriers will have the right to subject you to medical underwriting questions. If your health situation deteriorates, then, of course, the likelihood of being accepted declines. Further, the carriers, since they have the unrestricted right to ask whatever questions they would like, no one said that they had to meet a particular criteria. The carriers get to decide that on their own. Actually, what you really see in the marketplace is that certain carriers have different underwriting standards when compared to others, meaning that there's a higher 
acceptance rate at certain carriers and there's a lower acceptance rate at other carriers. The fact of the matter is, is that you're sitting in the crossfire of a lot of moving pieces by big groups who are highly informed but yet still want to win your business. This is the main point of the list of factors that you need to consider when you are considering your Medicare configuration. The Medicare Advantage disenrollment period happens to be one of those areas that you can take advantage of if you want to change your configuration after you have learned certain other facts under Medicare. This and a long list of other real-life situations that I call This Happens is included in the Maximize Your Medicare 2016 edition. That's it for today. Next time, we will have an interview with persons that are involved in the healthcare delivery system. In addition to that, we anticipate having guests who are involved in retirement planning matters. Medicare, of course, being the most important of those factors that one needs to consider when considering their retirement. Please subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can subscribe to podcasts on the internet. For further information, you can go to the official website of the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening.